Miriam, if you want to come on up. Back in the 90s, I met Vic and Miriam. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Miriam was one of the uh, secretaries at the church in Charlotte. And I worked at the church in Charlotte. I started off as their youth pastor. And so I got to see her every day, and I got to know Vic and Miriam. So I've known them actually longer than anybody at the church. Uh, so it's been, it was awesome because as soon as I moved here, they were, they were living in Maryland. I hadn't talked to them in, what, 15, 20 years easily, maybe. And then they moved here right after I did, and it was just uh, pretty awesome to have them come in. So um, they've been a blessing to our body, what they do in worship and the way they give. Uh, Vic just painted the uh, little black two-by-fours. And that's a big deal. You know, I mean, it's a little thing, but man, it adds to the to stuff. And they are constantly doing stuff to help. They just threw away all our old heavy tables that were falling apart and went and we got new tables and they were responsible for that. Uh, a lot of the decoration in the church, Miriam has done that. Me and her collaborated on the painting of the outside. I mean, they have really been involved in helping this place become, and they're also home group leaders. So let's pray for her, and we're believing God's going to share an awesome word with us. So, Lord, thank you for Miriam. Lord, thank you for Vic. We just ask for you just to speak through her, and, Lord, we want to hear your heart that, and, and, and from the well that you've um, dug in her life in the name of Jesus. I think the... Worst thing a man can do is put a 10-minute timer on a woman when it comes to speaking. <laughs> Especially when you have 10 pages of notes for 10 minutes. Hopefully I can get through each page in, uh, in, each, in each minute. <laughs> no, not really, but I'm probably not going to be able to touch on a lot of this, but um, the... It, it, the topic is really about overcoming. Three years ago, the Lord took me on a journey, of um, started a journey with me on um, overcoming and what that really looks like and walking in true authority and power in Him and knowing who I am in Him and my identity being you know rooted in Him and His love. Uh, for me because I didn't have that and it's crazy because you know I grew up in church and uh, I was from the time I was I couldn't even remember when I got saved it was just I was so little when I gave my heart to the Lord when we came here to the United States um, but I do remember being baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was um, about seven and the Lord always, you know, kind of leads me back to that for, you know, just, just as like a, a good memory of my first initial connection with him. And um, I wanted to talk on Gideon. Um, I've been thinking about this. I've probably read it now about 15 times <laughs> over since about three years ago. And then again, about five more times just recently, because it's to me is one of the greatest battles um, in um, scripture. And it started with though his identity. Heather said a couple weeks ago when she had 10 minutes, she said, I am a warrior. And she had me at that, I am a warrior. Um, because 
three years ago, the Lord kind of, he dealt with me and things that I had in my life that weren't supposed to be there. And um, things I had kind of ignored and just started going through the, mo the motions, the emotions of everything, or the motions of everything. Uh, going to church, but not really feeling part of it. Matter of fact, I didn't even want to go to church anymore. I was like, when we came here, I was like, I'm done with this. And then when the Lord sent us, you know, the first time I walked in here and I kind of heard everything, I was just kind of on the background, just trying to scope out everything. And I was so judgmental in my heart. Uh, so, you know, you fight so hard and I have a religious spirit, but I felt pretty <laughs> religious as I sat back and really I was judging, you know? And then I was angry at God, like, why did you send us here, you know? And um, I don't wanna do this. And from that place on, you know, I kind of pulled back from my uh, position of who I am, and that is uh, a person that worships the Lord. Not a person that just plays keys or sings, but a, a worshiper, someone who worships the Lord just with her life. And I backed up from that spot. I moved away from that place. And when I did, there were things the Lord told me to do and I wasn't obedient. And not only was I, I not obedient, I was enjoying every moment of that lifestyle and identity that I created, which had nothing to do with the Lord. I was so outside of him. And still coming to church, though. Thank God for Paul, who was so patient and allowed me to get up here <laughs> and do worship with him. The first couple times, when I walked off the stage, I was like, God, I am never doing this again. You know, and I kept saying that. Like, I just felt like I didn't have the favor all my life that I once had. When that leaves, it's like, you know, uh-oh. You kind of feel abandoned in a way, but I wasn't, it's not that I was abandoned, I just wasn't walking with the Lord in realness and in all honesty. And so in the beginning of that journey, I think I started two minutes before 12, I'm trying to keep track, there's no timer. <laughs> so in this, in this journey, the Lord had me, he basically, Vic was away, um, we had left our home, a bunch of bad things, events happened in my life, really where God just pulled the rug out from under me to get my attention, because he does love me, and he did want me to be where he wanted me, and, and that was to continue on on this path of being a worshiper, but a warrior, and anyways, he was away, the kids were away at school, and um, I was looking out of the window, I was cleaning the apartment and um, looking out the window and I just started having this real honest conversation with the Lord of where were you? It started with that. I, ha I told him, I, said, I have all this pain deep down inside of me and I've been living life through this pain and through that pain, I created so many versions of myself. <laughs> and standing there, when I look back at all of those versions, I didn't like any of them. I didn't like who I was. I wasn't happy with myself. I didn't like any of those. 
uh, version. It's kind of like Rey who, um, in Star Wars, the Return of the Jedi, and she's standing in front of this mirror, like a reflection. Um, and she looks back and there's like, she's multiplied now and there's probably a thousand of her. And she's trying to find an answer um, within her, I don't know if you've seen this scene, but the, she's trying to find an answer about her parents, but really when she gets close to that reflection, she ends up just seeing herself and realizing that it's not about looking in the past to get this answer, but it's about seeing who she really was. And when she was, she became fearless in this movie. But anyways, through this place of honesty, I had to get really real with the Lord because not only, I, I was depressed, I didn't wanna live. I didn't even wanna live for the Lord. Um, I was living for myself, I was selfish. Thank God for Victor with <laughs> all of his patience too. Um, and all those around me that were covering me. I feel like there were just people around just covering me and loving me through this, at least I hope. <laughs> but he stuck with me through some of the, um, some really rough times. And, but in this place of talking with the Lord and back to getting really honest with him and tell him how I hallelujah, I doesn't want a clanging cymbal. You know, we can wake up every day, hallelujah, and you know, go about the motions of everything that we want to tell him or want to do. But the truth is, is that just becomes a noise. And what the Lord really wants from us is real honesty. When he says he's looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth, it's actually in spirit because he's spirit. So we have to worship him in spirit. But in truth, that word is broken down to a place of real honesty. And as I started telling him my, my anger, what was really there, the pain, just letting it all out, I spent a couple weeks really just up and down, getting really low on my face before the Lord, stand back up, <laughs> you know, a day or two later, going back down on my face before the Lord, standing back up, and in that place of really getting low, and getting real with God, he gave me a vision that I did share with the women's ministry in here, and I'm gonna share it again real quick. And you know, I'm talking to the Lord, and he, he rarely answers with what you're asking him and what you're telling him. But he gave me a vision, and what he showed me was Satan mocking me and bullying me. And it made me angry. And I realized that I had just been laying down and allowing the enemy to just roll over me. I was just letting him, you know, do this and do that. I wasn't standing up to any kind of anything. And I was allowing compromise in my life. And in every stronghold and spiritual battle that was going on, I was um, just bending over for. I wasn't allowing myself, I wasn't even fighting, not really, which brings me to Gideon because the first part of this, and there's no way I'm going to be able to go through the whole thing, but the first part of this is he, um, you know, God meets him in a place of hiding where he 
um, tells him his identity in Judges chapter six. Um, he points out, he calls him actually opposite of what he was going, what was going on inside of him, his circumstance, and even how he viewed himself. He calls him mighty man of war or mighty man of valor. And he calls him basically a warrior, but he feared even all the way to the end. Even in chapter seven, he says, go to the enemy's camp and even bring your person with you. And while you're there, listen to what the enemy's gonna say. And the Lord, uh, God gave them a, a dream or a vision about what was, uh, what, who Gideon was, basically. Um, and it gave him courage. But, I mean, there was always fear there, but there also needed to be, from that place of fear, God called him out to who he really is, who he really was. And even when we're hiding, sometimes behind all of the identities that we create for ourselves, um, through whatever has happened to you, through life, through disappointments, uh, just, it doesn't matter what it is, but God is calling us to be warriors, and we can't help other people overcome even outside of these four walls if we cannot overcome ourselves, and we're not going to have power, and we're not going to have authority to help others overcome unless we've overcome these things that they're dealing with outside these four walls inside of here, because it is going to bust wide open, and there is going to be revival in this city, in this town, and God is going to do amazing things here, but we are called to be overcomers, and we are called to overcome, and it starts with a place of honesty and getting really real with God and then believing who he has called us to be, who he has said we are, and we are warriors. We are mighty men of valor. You are a warrior, whether you stay at home and take care of your children, it doesn't matter where you are and where your place is and what God has you doing right now. But the Lord wants you to overcome and be victorious and not allow the enemy to just take and steal and destroy your life and keeping you in a place of addiction, keeping you under and not above. I think that's 10 minutes. <laughs> But I mean, I could keep going on this for a while, but um, Paul gave me permission to keep going. <laughs> but ourselves, we want, to, um, we want to position ourselves as warriors, not be afraid, not fear. You know, the thing, the vision that, that the enemy had of Gideon was, this is none other than Gideon and his sword. But how often are we making noise and not really picking up the sword of the spirit and using that to defeat the enemy? The Lord told me a couple years ago, he said, pray without ceasing. I was like, what? Pray without ceasing? That's impossible. When am I going to have time to have a drink with my buddies? When am I going to have the time to watch my series on TV? When am I going to have a time, you know, time to do this? And all these things started going through my head. It was difficult. And it still is difficult to this day, but it's gotten easier 
because, it, it, you know, it is a scripture too. It's not like he just like came up with something new, pray without ceasing. As I started to do it every day, things started shifting and changing. So it's not just the honesty, but it is also walking out the word of God and walking out everything that he has in here and believing it and sometimes declaring it and sometimes yelling it and sometimes singing it. I don't know if you were here God night a couple nights ago. Uh, there, there is a dimension that we went to in the Lord, in the spirit, that um, it was crazy. I don't know if I've ever felt that place or where we went ever in my life. But it's not, it's not about us. It's not about who was on the stage or who was singing and all of that. I mean, the Lord does want to use us, but it was really, I believe, a sound that was released at that time, and it was, you know, Jacob started yelling out, I am a warrior, a warrior, and we started going with that, you know? And when we did, it felt like this place had no walls. It felt like we were snatching things from the bars, snatching people out of the bar, snatching people out of the fire. It was that kind of, like, I mean, intense, like, praise and that was going on. I mean, and we just all in one, at one time we were going after it. And that sound, something happened in the atmosphere here in this place and in this city. Ah, we can never go back. We can never go back. You know, Paul was talking about being seated with Christ in heavenly places. There was no striving trying to make any of that happened, no one cares, no one's trying to make anything happen, but when the Holy Spirit does it, then you go with it. And that is what the Holy Spirit is doing. He's trying to get us to see who we really are in him, that we do not have to walk in fear, that we do have power, we do have authority. If you believe his word, either you believe it or you don't. But his word is true. And there are tribulations and trials. I'm going to read that because John 16, 33, this is in the Amplified. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. The life we live is not our own. God is looking for people who are laid down completely, dead to this world, standing up for him, that will take a stand when the world is doing one thing and, and we cannot touch that and we cannot do that and we, we're supposed to be set apart we're called to be set apart, completely separate from the world, to walk in overcoming power, in overcoming authority. Don't lay down. Declare the word of God. Be intentional. Sometimes we're so intentional about things that don't matter, but we're not intentional about declaring the word of God. 
The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. That is our weapon, our offensive weapon. We are. We're called to be warriors. We are warriors. And we have to be watchmen, especially in this time. We can't let things slip through the cracks anymore. It's costing our children, our teenagers, our young people, our families. But God will not allow anything to slip through if we're not afraid. And we're not afraid to get close to him. And we're not afraid to allow him to rule our lives, really. If our life is not our own and we are dead, then our life is to be lived through him. We are living through him. There is nothing that we can do on our own. If you're struggling with addictions, if you're struggling with things in your life, it doesn't matter what it is, that you cannot rise above for whatever reason that led you to that place. But if you cannot break the power of whatever that is, now it's time to do that. Because we're supposed to move together as a, as a body, not letting anyone, you know, be left behind, looking out for others, esteeming others higher than ourselves, helping one another. But if there is something in your life that you just cannot break, then we'll pray for you today after church. And, and, and also there's some honesty on your part and there's some getting low on your part too. Getting low before the Lord, face down, whatever it takes. God, I don't care. I'm not getting up from this place. I'm not gonna keep playing church. I'm not just gonna keep following a tradition. I'm not just keep going, 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 but I'm gonna stop here right now until you free me of whatever this thing is. And until I, it doesn't matter how bad it is, how ugly it is. I mean, three years ago, I went to one of the clubs here in Wilmington. I wanted to go and shake my tail, dance, have a couple drinks. Do you know that someone approached me while I was sitting in the club and said, what are you doing here? They didn't know me from Adam. I knew my life was a mess, but God turned it upside down. When I was drinking to get drunk, not making a stand around my family. To go when I was so self-centered, greedy, doing whatever I wanted to do and ignoring the voice of God in my life. I knew it. And let me tell you something. Sometimes this grace and this mercy isn't a, oh, come here, let me hold you. Sometimes it is the rug being pulled out from under you to save you. The Lord saved me from a life that felt worthless. I can't go into all of my testimony today. Some of it would give y'all nightmares. <laughs> but things happened to me when I was little out of my control, 
was molested by two different stepfathers, you wouldn't believe the things I had to overcome through my life. Spiritual things, darkness, lust, seduction, all kinds of things. And it's been a constant battle from that time when I was five years old, six years old, seven years old, and then again at 11 years old, 12 years old, before justice came. And I'm not saying that because any of, I mean, any of that is an excuse or whatever, but those things do not shape us. I wanna let you know that. The things that happen to us, especially, you know, out of our control, aren't the things that are supposed to shape us. We're not supposed to become hard people, callous people, cold people, drinking until we see the bottom of our glass to numb our emotions or numb whatever is going on inside of our hearts, our minds, our lives. But Lord wants, to walk, wants us to walk in freedom no longer bound to the things of this world, no longer bound to addiction, but walking in his power, in his truth. He is the only way, he is the only truth, he is the only life. There is nothing outside of him. I had to learn it the hard way a few times in my life. but he really is the only way. He is the life. There is no life outside of him. There is no truth outside of him. Anything outside of him is just deception and lies. Amen. Here, stay up here for a second there, Mary. I mean, uh, I mean, we didn't talk before this, and I, I kid you not, I can show you my notes here. I mean, I was going to talk about Gideon this morning. <laughs> um, there's something really... <laughs> Read Judges 6 and learn about Gideon 6 and 7. But no, um, there's really something on what Miriam is sharing, and... Um, and you guys have been feeling it. I know over the past couple months, you know, God's preparing us. He's getting us ready for something, something awesome and something huge. We've been talking about it for a while. You know, there is a move of God coming to our nation and I believe to this area and um, he's preparing us and he's getting us cleaned up so that we can clean the fish. And, um, and I know I've talked with, you know, some of you guys and, and that the Lord's kind of been purging some stuff that's been in your life. And I feel like there's a real opportunity and an invitation from the Holy Spirit this morning for you guys, for us to get real with where we're at. And if there's areas in your life, even as Miriam was talking, if you feel like there are areas in your life of compromise, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. The Lord is not upset with you. If anything, he's, he's sad over those areas because those areas of compromise, they're stealing from you. They're beating you up. They're putting you in bondage. 
and they're hurting everybody around you. And just like a loving father, I mean, don't get me wrong, like we need to fear the Lord. But just as a loving father sees, if, he, if a loving father saw his kid getting beat, beat up by the neighborhood bully, how much righteous anger does the father get toward, against the bully? And I feel like the Holy Spirit is like, he, he's, he's angry this morning in a righteous way against the enemy who's been stealing from his kids, who's been beating up his kids in areas of compromise and things that, you know, why, you know, and you guys know what I'm talking about. Why do I keep doing this sin over and over and over again? I repent and I'm sorry for doing it, but I keep on doing it. Let's get real this morning, Okay. So I really feel like there's an invitation for us to just get free. You know, Holy Spirit, he's so good at his job. And his, you know what his job is? To make us look and be like Jesus. To sanctify us. To free us from those things that are stealing from us. He is really good at his job. And I just feel like this morning he just wants to set some folks free from anything. If, if you feel like the Holy Spirit's been kind of like pinpointing things in your heart as Miriam was talking this morning, I want to encourage you to come on up. We're going we're gonna to be praying with some folks. I don't know, Josh, if maybe we have some, like some music, some background music. Or actually, you know, uh, Greg, if you could maybe even play a little bit. And Josh, if you'd come up and pray with us and... So if, if that's you this morning, we're just going to hang out. Let's just get real with the Lord. If there are things that you need, some addictions that need to be broken, if you're struggling with, I'm just going to name some stuff, any kind of, like, if, you have, if you're struggling with alcohol, that's okay. God can break that. If you're struggling with, I don't know, any kind of addiction, like, I guess, a drug addiction, nicotine's a drug. If you're struggling with smoking, God has delivered me from that. I had struggled with smoking for a long time when I was younger, and God broke it in a day. God can break off if you're struggling with any other kind of prescription pill drug addiction. That's a big one here in our country. People are addicted to pain medication and all kinds of stuff. God wants to set you free from that stuff. If you're struggling with pornography... God wants to set you free this morning. If you're struggling with lust, if you're struggling, if there's areas of compromise in your life, God wants to set you free this morning. If there are areas where you can't forgive, like even what Travis was talking about earlier, if you can't forgive some people, if you're having a hard time, it's God can help you to forgive. All right, so if that's you this morning, I encourage you to come on up and we're going to pray for you. Um, and we'll just see what the Lord wants to do with that, okay? All right. So if that's you, come on up, and, and we'll pray.